Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Gentleman's Hour podcast. I'm Peter Redekop. Nick Friesen. Nolan Dohoff. Simon Penner. And Aaron Groening. So tonight, we've got a... Had Simon come up with a topic this morning as he came in the shop. Had a question about how do we deal with daily struggles? The things going on in our life are... Actually, we'll let Simon kind of explain. What exactly were you wanting to know, Simon? Well, basically, the basics of our daily struggles as when we become Christians. Um, Like, let's say, stress, anxiety, pornography... um, um, loneliness that we feel alone most of the time like when we're Christians I know I struggle it for the most part where I would rather keep quiet if I'm dealing with something than open up which is a very bad thing and I would and for the viewers that how would you deal with something like that gotcha <clears throat> well I think that's gonna probably look a little different for everybody but I know that's a that's a tough subject that's I know even when I was first saved, that uh, I was really hard sometimes. When you when you become a Christian and a lot of the people that you surround yourself with aren't, mm-hmm. you can't just go up to them and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, because that becomes real awkward real fast. Uh-huh. Yep, so you, yeah. did, you had kind of a unique uh, uh, chance when, when you did. Everybody else at the shop already is. So mm-hmm. those conversations were normal for us. But I know before I was... Uh, you know, at Diesel Solutions, when when I was saved, that wasn't the topic that was ta- talked about. You know, I had a group of people that I met through Men's Encounter where there was those conversations that could be had, but in day-to-day, a lot of that struggle for the longest time was something I, I dealt with personally, kind of like you talked about. And it it was exactly that. It was a struggle because I didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to talk about that. I didn't know who to talk to that about. And... I think for a long time, I, I tried to find a lot of it just in the word myself. And oftentimes, I think uh, I might have done more bad to myself than I did good. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't sure where to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people, um, it's kind of like what you said. For people that aren't saved, they can get awkward. But also, it I've seen people say oh i've gone to church and then i began to share my struggles and then i got judged and then everything went downhill from there too and i think quite a few people really get trapped in that and it can be a very lonely place yeah you can and it's not only that but just us as men yeah. It's hard to get past that pride to say, hey, look, I'm dealing with this. Like, especially with, with the most common one for us is is generally pornography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you go tell some of your buddies that, you know, especially like if it's your drinking buddies, guys that know you but don't know you in that way, and you go tell somebody, hey, you know what? I just want to tell you guys, I've really been struggling with this. You know, I, I just want to tell somebody. Those are the kind of uh, – usually at that situation, they're going to be like – all right, man. Good talk. Good talk. And then that's yeah. probably going to be one of the last talks yeah. you get to have. Mm-hmm. And they'll just laugh at you or... Oh, the one you're, maybe when you're gone. Yeah. A lot of them, it would just get really awkward. Yeah. I mean, or, or to some, they'll, they'll laugh at you and just be like, oh, it's no big deal. We do it too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's one way to do it. But a lot of it, I mean, I'm trying to think, before I was saved with the guys I hung out with, if, if somebody had said something like that, 
I would like to say that, you know, I would have been one of those people that I could have talked to them about it and, and maybe been there for them, but I don't, I don't think I was. I, I don't think I would have known how to react to it. To me, it would have been like, yeah, okay. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> but I, This maybe, is like bro code. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, this is my personal space. <laughs> yes. You have invaded my personal this space. This is my bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not right because we've made it what, like, it's a taboo to talk about things that you're struggling with because uh-huh. we're men. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not the way we are. We we should be, um, as heads of the household, we should be able to display emotion because how does the next generation going to learn that it's okay to display emotion or to, to have feelings if we can't? Well, that mm-hmm. kind of ties into our title. The yeah, gentleman, exactly. Gentleman's hour. Yeah, like, exactly. To be a gentle man. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what we want. And, you know, that it takes Jesus Christ in your life in order to attain that because I... I would not have had the love for somebody else to have wanted to hear their problems. I had my own problems. Now it's a different story. If somebody mm-hmm. comes to me that, you know, somebody, even not necessarily somebody I'm close with, but somebody that, that I know, if they're comfortable enough to come talk to me and confide in me, I'm, I'm not going to share that to other people. It's one of those things like we're going to talk and I'm going to be willing to listen and hopefully help with things that I've dealt with in my life and be able to, you know, with, with, uh, Man, with the Spirit's guidance, because that's the only way. Because mm-hmm. even even to this day, some some things that that come to me are just like, yeah, I, I don't know how to deal with it. I'm I'm at a loss. So sometimes you know you surrender to the Spirit and let the Spirit handle the situation, and that's I think what we all struggle for here. We want to be yeah. able to open that not only to guys in the group that we deal with on a daily basis, but to people that we deal with on a regular basis outside of here. Uh, for me, oftentimes it's customers. If a customer comes to the shop and you know, all of a sudden starts opening up and talking about stuff that's personal. It's like, I want to be willing to take the time out of my day. And even if in the middle of the shop, somebody says, you know, hey, uh, I kind of feel like I talked to you about this. You know, that's kind of what I'm struggling with. I want to be able to take the time and stop and say, hey, dude, you know what? If you want, you want to go outside and we'll pray for you. Or we'll, you know, what, what can we help you with? Something like that. Yeah. And that's kind of off topic of what you're going with. Well, I guess not because we'd be helping other people with their struggles, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's us doing kind of like Herman has talked about a couple of times. We want to change the environment of the county we live in or the county we work in. Like just the environment that sort of follows each one of us. Yeah. When we walk into a room, we want to change the environment that we go into. Yeah. And speaking on that, you know, the way that I grew up fr- from a kid is even when I tried to shale the problems that I was going through, I'd be very harshly punished for that. And I got to a point basically, well, I started the devil from a fresh slate. You know, I didn't really get a dad to show me the red soap of being a man. Yeah. And I started to look outward. And um, me... I uh, really liked the Punisher, and I was extremely attracted to that guy, and um, he he would go, so what about him? I truly affected you, and I'm like, well, I know that he's made up, but... No, the thing is, is he dealt 
with the issues that he's got. Now, I don't say go out and, like, kill and yeah, all that. Yeah, don't no. become a vigilante. No. No, no. But, but then, you know, he's also very soft. No. The, and he's got those two parts. So, I'm like, huh. No. Be, be t- because he, yes, or he will go and shoot a guy, but he, he will go and talk to someone who just needs help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus did no. not ask Peter to stop being angry. Jesus said, follow me as we follow. As we follow, we transform. It's a journey. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I started to look at others, and yeah. I'm like... So, why are they doing so well? What, what, what in their lives causes them to have so much peace about them, you know? And I found out that that was what says Christ. And I started to see those that seemed like they had peace on the outside, but then you began to look deep and their lives are a mess. Yeah. No. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be that. And then um, I, I, it's kind of odd because about from the time I was 18 to about 23, I got into the drug re every crowd okay and um i went with sent to a lot of meetings and that's that time and i was absolutely amazed because the the these people had gone through really bad stuff and what's in you do drugs you you two get to a point that you can't silly hide that. No, it becomes extremely obvious, and then you get known as what what the druggie. Yeah. No, but even though they could gain peace by saying yes, I did do that. But I'm not that way anymore. Yeah. No. I'm I'm done. I'm clean. But they walk in truth. And I think that is a lot of the keys to all struggles is being being able to stand stand up and say, Yes, I am going through this but I am willing to do everything that I need to do to get through it. Yeah. And I am willing to also reach out to those that I need to to get that help. Yeah. No. And I think that's truly well a lot of people get the 
to get in a place where that they've gone through so much pain that they're like, I don't want to go through anymore. And they're like, if I do this, well, I get go through that same pain over and over again. Yeah. And the truth is, is yeah, maybe you will, but it that's also worth the chance that you will actually get what you need to get through it. No. Basically, if uh, <clears throat> you might, but you won't know until you try. Yeah. And also, like when we become as Christians, um. When, like, through our daily struggles, sometimes we come over um, those temptations, right? And then some of those days during the week where you have a bad day and temptations just hit and you fall, we make it, even though we had victory over the full week, and yet we fail this one time, we we, we say, I'm a failure, I can't do this, like, yeah. I fail. Like, you just, like, through the whole week, you did really good, and then through this one day, you you didn't make it. Like, yeah. you should we should have um, joy in what we mm, like we should i think i get what you're trying to say yeah. um i'm not sure exactly if that's the way it would go but I, I i i get what you're saying i don't i don't think we necessarily have joy that we made it like let's say five days instead of mm. four that we we added a little bit but we see when we fall mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people say at we that don't point, see when when we like succeed yeah but a lot of people go to repentance right away that we need to repent again. Repentance, I, I think, is a lifestyle. Yeah. Is is the way you live. If, you know, there, there's intentional sin and, and unintentional sin. Like, there, there's some things where you made that choice, like, basically premeditated. Mm-hmm. And if you went that route, you know, yeah, there, there's there's a, there's more that goes with that. Um, when, when it's an intentional sin, you, you've openly said hey i know this was wrong but i'm gonna do it anyway mm-hmm. but there's times i think where you sometimes just falter and sometimes something leads to yeah. that and you didn't even get to the point where you go um i'm trying to think of a good example i don't want to come to me after a little while but i think kind of what, what you're going towards is it's not that you fall it's how you get up mm-hmm. yeah yes we struggle we're, we're humans you know we're flesh I think that I think saying that you know Bible says all have sinned the Bible doesn't say all sin and because it's worded that way and this is probably something that uh, I'll get to hear but mm-hmm. because it's worded that way all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God we know man is a fallen creature right like that's yeah. that's kind of that's just the way it is but there comes a point where I I think it's attainable to say you won't um and that's the that's the striving goal the, the goal is not, I'm just going to try to do a whole week. I'm not going to try, or I'm going to try three days. You know, it, It's not setting little goals and hoping that we pass. The, the goal is, I am going to attain a life where I will not sin. Because it, it, the Bible says to be imitators of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christ didn't sin. Yep. You know, if, if that's the case, you know, it's attainable. So it's not to say any of us will see it. It's not to say I'll ever see it. But... That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Set a goal, set the bar high, aim for high. You know, don't sell yeah. yourself short. Yeah. You know, don't set a, a little goal like a New Year's resolution that says, mm-hmm. "This year I'm going to go work out yeah. and work out for two weeks." <laughs> that because hasn't gotten me anywhere. Well, exactly. Yeah, but that, exactly. That's, that's like so often what we do. We set a little goal and like, 
this is what I'm going to do. You know, it's self, it's, it's discipline is yeah. what it is. And yeah. we, we fail at discipline, but like in, in this, this is not one of those small ones. This is eternity. You know, eternity is where you're, you're aiming for. So, so strive for, for, I guess impossible. If that's, if that's what people want to call it, if strive for something that, that people say, we will never attain that we cannot attain perfection. In this life, we can. In the flesh, we will not attain perfection. But it says, you know, even uh, Ephesians 4, it says, be angry and yet do not sin. So, you know, if it says do not sin, don't sin. It's, it's not easy and it's, it's a struggle. But, you know, that, that's our goal. That's our, our end game is live, live a life according to Christ without sin. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be your answer, but yeah, that's my goal. Yeah. I might never make it. I don't know. But that's what we're gonna shoot for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got this um, really good saying that I think really goes into what we are talking about, and it says healing also means taking responsibility for the role you play in your own suffering. Who wrote that? Or do you have an author? Um, the that's in my. All aspects of um, Ritchie Every group, and it was done by Seth Dewey. Okay, not for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, good saying. Yeah. Well, I also have a Bible verse here on um, Ephesians um, 3, 11 through 21. It says, this was in accordance with, with the eternal purpo- purpose purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and confidence and access through faith in him. Therefore I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth deserves its name, that he would grant you according to the... according according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend all the saints that what is, the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled by to all the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be glory in church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So um, on Saturday when I was going through my trials where all my friends were basically partying like my old friends, right? Yep. They invited me. I didn't go because I knew on my conscience that I would fall into something that I shouldn't be doing. Okay. And the devil was keep on taking me. No, just go. You can do it. But I ignored the devil. I went to Hobbes, watched a movie, and then on my way back, I felt very lonely. I felt like I didn't have anybody there to talk to. Mm-hmm. So I went to the shop. That's when you were working. I wanted to talk to you, but I didn't because... I just felt like I would have been a burden, which I realize now I wasn't, yeah. or it, I wouldn't have been. Yeah. And around like six o'clock, I felt very depressed. I just wanted to get rid of my old, like I wanted the other guy to come back 
I wanted to get drunk and wasted, so I went to the shop to find alcohol. <laughs> Luckily, there was none. Yep, that's right. And then we I carry, ca- we don't carry alcohol to the shop. <laughs> Keep it clean. And then I called um, my buddy Marcus, and he said no, he was busy. I'm like shoot. And then I was calling a bunch of people, and they all said they couldn't do it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, God, you just really don't want to get me drunk, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and also, I learned a grave lesson. And then, what was it? Monday, I came and talked to you about it. And then that Monday, I deleted all ba- a lot of distractions like TikTok and Instagram. And then I focused on this. And yeah. I found it. Like, That's good. What I was yeah. doing. I think a lot of times, you know, when, when, when situations like that where you want to approach somebody, talk to somebody, and you, you feel kind of like whether you're embarrassed or you're going to, you know, I really don't want to bug them. I don't want to do this. It's not important. No, and, and most of the time I think that's that's the devil coming in or, the, yeah. you know, a spirit coming in and, and just basically telling you, hey, you're you're not worth the time. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for me a lot of times it's it's uh, it's like, oh, no, it's not important enough. I can – Nah, it's not that big of a deal. I can probably deal with yeah. it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes it's something that you can power through, you know, in yourself. But, you know, it, why why would you want to why do you want to deal with that suffering? When yeah. when you have that opportunity that you can talk to somebody about it, bring it out. You know, once um Oh, somebody had a saying the other day. It, it, I, I seen it on Facebook, but it said something about when your embarrassment becomes open, the devil can't hold it against you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So once it's brought out and somebody knows, he can't hang it over your head. Right. And that, I think that's oftentimes the problem. Like you've done something stupid and now going back and talking about it, it's embarrassing. But as long as you keep that to yourself and you deal with that, when it's between you and God, it's between you, God, and the devil. You know, he knows. If you've ever said it, he knows. He saw you do it. He keeps better records than anybody else. I mean, yeah. he's like, a, he's probably the best CPA in the universe. <laughs> he's got records of everything you've done from day one. So, ouch. Yeah, his Rolodex on me must be huge. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, he's got multiple, multiple one terabyte soft drive or yeah. hard drives on me. But, <laughs> anyway, so as long as you keep that quiet, He's going to hang this over your head like, what happens if they find out? What happens if, if somebody slips? What happens if they see it? Mm-hmm. You know, and as long as that's there, it'll be held against you and it'll keep you quiet. Yeah. yeah. The minute it comes out that you've slipped up, you've screwed up, somebody else knows, he can't hold it over your head because he's not the only one who knows. At that point, it's public. Yeah. No matter how bad the screw up is, they can't, they can't, you know, it can't be blackmailed. Yeah. So a great, um, let, let's, Seth and this talk in um shoot i think it's in jewish proverbs that they teach and they um to to take a student out and they say okay ho- hold your hands straight out yep. and they take a pen and they draw draw sob it in the hand and they say okay try and Hold this pin up, and then they leave for two hours. <laughs> then they cut, cut, cut some back, and they're like, "Oh man, it's so yeah big." It's starting to sound like when I was still yeah. at the uh, SMS school. If you got in trouble, 
the principal would say, go get an encyclopedia. Ooh. And you're thinking, all right, we're going to read encyclopedias. This is our punishment. Yeah. The older, uh, us older guys kind of knew when, when you went to go get, get Z. Nah. Then his book? Get Z, get the smallest <laughs> one. And you'd have the new guys come in there and they'd grab like M, you know, big yeah. one. Something, you go in the something that might be interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 you go into the principal's office, he'd be like, all right, now hold it for five minutes. And you're sitting there like this with Z. It wasn't that bad, but you got M. It's no, no. Yeah. Yeah. What was the punishment yeah. if you dropped it? That Ooh. I don't remember. I don't think I ever dropped one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Congratulations. But yeah, Thank you. But they c- cut some back. Uh-huh. And they go, do you receive pant? And they're like, yes. And then they take one finger and go, that. And they're like, oh, it's so light. And it's like, yeah, right? Yeah, the minute you let it go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Good point. And it's the do not lean on your own strength. Mm -hmm. No. Because to us, even small things to God seem like an unbearable weight. But God can can take one finger and go boom, and yeah. he 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 takes the weight off of you. I think that's one of those. Uh, there's always those depictions of God holds the entire world. You know, you see all the statues and stuff of holding it or whatever. But even if you're carrying your sin, he's carrying you, so he's carrying your sin anyway. Yeah. Like he has it all in his hands because he's carrying you and you're carrying it. So regardless, why why not just let it go and let him have it all? That's what he wants, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cast yep. your cares. Because I was trying to find it. I can't remember now exactly where it is. It's like Luke 7 or whatever. Um, I might be wrong. The deny your flesh, pick up my cross. You know, that's kind of like that. Um, if you repent and give it to him, you know, deny your flesh, pick up his cross, and or is it? Is it? I don't want to get this wrong. Do you remember where it is? I believe it's somewhere in Matthew. Well, I, I think it's in all three, but I just want to make sure. I I, I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah, we'll just use a Matthew 16 one. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Matthew 16. Matthew 16, 24. That's in the NIV. But I was thinking, um, I think it's in Luke where it says daily. You know, so it's it's a daily struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, today I'm going to wake up with it, and tomorrow I'm not. Like I said earlier, the, the goal is you will. But until we reach that, every single day when those struggles come in, we have to identify those struggles and let that go. And at that point, we go to to fight the to fight that urge that that you had. Don't talk. Mm-hmm. Deny your flesh. Like even though everything inside you tells you don't do it, if if the spirit tells you do it, do it. Yeah, do you it. let go yeah. of the flesh and you get out of your comfort zone and you go do what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. Because there's oftentimes you're robbed of a blessing because who knows what that conversation would have led to what what you know you could have gotten out of it 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 could have changed everything but you know hindsight's 2020 you can look back and say man i should have done that but you know it's always a lesson learned for tomorrow no yeah not like herman always says he doesn't have a looker backer a looker backer 
or backer looker, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Backup camera. Yeah. Yeah. If he does, he doesn't use it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. Yeah. Bye bye, Herman. And you know, um, I always go, you know, when people talk about going through suffering, I we I always go to Job. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, and I'm like, too. no. Christ never promised you that it's going to be easy. He told you it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. No. He says you will be persecuted for my namesake. Yeah. Yeah, so we know it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. We accept that. Yeah. But, no, you can go through things with grace. Yeah. No. And I've gotten to the point I really don't get mad much. Yeah. In anymore. I'm just sad. Because I'm like, there's so much that people are missing out on. Okay. No, that I'm like, (laughs) so um, I've got an old mentor, I believe she's 78 now, old, and I came to her and I told told her about all of my str- struggles, and she just looked at me and said, "Then just stop." And I'm like, "What? How? Dare you? Why?" Yeah. And she said, "So what's keeping you in this?" Well. And I thought about it, and the answer was me. No, it's like I was making the same choice to go back to the same things every day. And it's like Christ opened the door to the jail cell that you're in. All you've got to do is get up on your feet and walk out. It's literally that easy. Mm -hmm. No, but we are lied to that it's not that easy. And no. a lot of times you are your own weakness as well. Yeah. yeah. But where you talk about we're lied to, we've made it. We, is it we've lied to or we've made it that ourselves? Both, I would say. Yeah, because we've, uh, we've overcomplicated the gospel. Yeah. Like the gospel summed up very quickly. What is it? Um, believe in Jesus Christ. Believe that he was raised for the dead. Mm-hmm. Or no. I completely went blank on that. I completely had a brain fart. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Believe that he came to earth, died for your sins, was risen, and that through him you will be saved. Yeah. That's kind of summed up. And if I've got it wrong, you know, correct me, but that that's the basis of it. And we've made it a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. We've made it works. We've made it politics. We've made it all the things that we have to do here in order to do that. And it's not that complicated. Oh no! Because yeah, even when he, when he was talking about the commandments, he says all of the all of the law and the commandments will be fulfilled in this one. He says that you love your brother as you love yourself, yeah, or love your neighbor, whatever. But it's a uh, it's really supposed to be that simple. Oh yeah, and and why isn't it? <laughs> because we are man, and mm-hmm. and we, we think we, we're smarter than he is. Yes, we want to lean on on our own understanding. Yeah. Yep. No. That, Do not be wise in your own eyes. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. And we think we are. We think we're yeah. smart enough to be mm-hmm. able to write this again. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is what's something that drives me nuts is everywhere I go, people try to put me into a denomination and say, oh, you, you all this, you all that, da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm like, I do not care at all about the squabblings of man. Yeah. So then let, let, let's kind of go to that for a second. You know, we, we talk about denominations. Like you said, people try to put you in one. So what do you consider yourself? Hey, Vinny, how's it going from Kansas? Hey. Oh, it's Vinny. Me? No, it's Vinny. Uh, yeah. Vinny Almanza. Yeah. So I would put, I always say I am just a disciple of Christ. Yeah. And it, it's only that. Yeah. No, because I'm like, I, I'm not on anybody's side but God's. Yeah. Does it? No. And it is that easy. Yeah. No. And we we we've gone through and gone. No. You all this. You all that. Yeah. We've we made put, denominations. Yes. We yeah. we put labels on on ourselves. Yep. And I'm like the only li- li- label that should be on you is Christ. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, I like that. No, just nice and easy. No. Yep. It, I, I like what Todd White says. What, what does Christian mean? Little Christ-like one? Yeah. So if, if that's the case, yeah. that kind of goes earlier, you know, you're supposed to be an imitator of Christ. Mm-hmm. So many times in, in churches and in the different denominations, like even growing up, like I was telling you guys earlier, I've kind of kind of been going back and, and, and doing some studying on stuff that um, I maybe hadn't, hadn't been very well informed on. Some of it is um, a couple of guys last week got on there and corrected me on some stuff or maybe not necessarily corrected, but like brought up some stuff that maybe I'm not hundred percent knowledgeable about. So I'm gonna make sure I, I don't like to be wrong. So if I am wrong, I'm going to make sure I go back and I'm going to find it. That's just the way I am. That's my mindset. So in that it comes up to denominations and the different titles in churches, you know, whether we use the term reformed Calvinist Mennonite, uh, you know, we go into modern denominations of, uh, Baptist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, you know, we can yeah. use all the names for all the different things that we're taught that exist, but in all reality, which one's right, which one's wrong, yep. you know, um, which, which one is the name that we should be calling each other is, is Christian. We, we should probably take away most of these labels that exist because they're all before our time. I mean, it's not like, uh, I mean, you go back to uh, when, when did the Mennonite name first show up? Uh, Minnow Simons was one of the original Anabaptists or whatever that, that left the Catholic Church. But when did that happen? So when, at what point in time did, um, you know, our, 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 my, my forefathers, whatever, when you, when you go back to the Mennonite religion, because that, that's where I, I come from, when did they take the name Mennonite? Why did they? You know, so going back through that, uh, some of the studying is, it, it stems from, you know, uh, Mennonite and, and these other religions and Calvinism and all these these things, they're, they're names that were given to the so-called heretics by the Catholic Church as the founders of that religion. Yeah. So now we've taken the word Christian, which meant we were followers of Christ, and now we're followers of Menno Simon. So now we're, we're, why do we take the name Mennonite and accept that? Yeah. Now because you're a Christian Mennonite? Yeah, exactly. So all of a sudden, Menno Simons has, um, he's held up to a standard where we've put him up in, in, in line with God 
naming ourselves after him up up there with you know being a follower of Jesus Christ? Because that's what a lot of people think. Mennonite means you're Christian. Yeah, and that that's not really what it means. It's it's basically a sect of Christianity, yeah. or or so called. That's what we call it. Um, it's a uh, it's it's not a name that that I really wear anymore. I I don't I don't follow the teachings I was taught a lot as a child. There's a lot of things that I found as I learned as I was saved that I started to study for myself and I started seeing flaws in what I was taught when I was younger. The traditions mm-hmm. that we follow and the things that I was taught were this is the way things are done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I just, I, I don't condone, you know, a lot of that. It, it's not that I have anything against the Mennonite people. I have tons of family and friends that are still in that. Yeah. And that that's not what I would, I would never condemn them for that. But I just feel like we've, we've made the church what it is by labeling it. Like no, uh, no. I, I was doing a little bit of studying the other day and I was going back through some of the Encyclopedia Judaica and some other stuff. And one of the things that really caught me was in uh, in, in Jewish, uh, a lot of the, the older Jewish books and, and even in like the Greek Septuagint and stuff, the words temple are used. The word church is never used. You had the temple and you had the synagogue. The temple was a place of sacrificial worship. In the New Testament, we don't talk about the temple. We talk about the body as a temple of Christ. Yeah. So at that point, and I've asked this question before to, to some people and never really gotten very far in this, but... If that's the case, so we don't speak of the temple in the New Testament because I guess the, the temple was kind of abolished in the Old Testament. The use of it, the sacrifice was no longer necessary because Jesus was the sacrifice. Yeah. So where did the synagogue go? Hmm. I, I think in, in yeah. uh, Judaism, the word temp- or synagogue is still used, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so if, if they still use it. So the synagogue was a place for gathering and learning. Yeah. Is that not what we do in church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Should be yeah. Well, where did we where did we change it to the name church? Oh man, the the name church I believe came up. I know it w- was originally done in the Catholic Church. Yep, at some point. Um, because Jesus did talk about the church, right? And I don't remember the verse exactly. Um, I don't know if one of you guys wants to try to search it real quick, where Jesus told uh, told Peter, and, and you are Peter, and on, on this rock I will build my church. Yeah. But, but I haven't gone back in that verse to go yeah. back far enough in the interlinear to see what was used in Hebrew there. Yeah. So that that's kind of where, as far as I got in some of that. Yeah. So maybe I, we'll finish this in a later episode once we kind of get up to that point. But some of the things that, that the way he talked about it was what what struck me as it was he kind of – was referring to his disciples at that point, and he basically said, on you, on these people, on the apostles, I will build my church. I will build my group of called-out ones that will go out yeah. and spread the gospel. I don't think he referred to these denominational churches will go out all over the world, and because one of you is baptized by Paul and one of you baptized by Peter, that your church or your church will be the church that we follow. It was because of these people. It wasn't because these churches that branched off of that, because I think even originally, um, am I wrong to say that the original church was all Roman Catholic? It was before it was called Roman Catholic, but the Catholic church would have been the original church that stemmed from the apostles. Um, so the original church was the church of acts, but the thing about the Catholics is they came from Rome and Rome, a lot of the people don't know this, was actually captured 
by Christians. Well, it wasn't really captured, right? It was uh, during the time of, uh, oh man, one of the Caesars, huh? Emperor Nero. Emperor Nero. That's right. Yeah. Emperor Nero made the Christianity the law, right? Made it yeah. the religion. They were taking that, over the city yeah. anyways. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember exactly where it was, but there was something like that. So so somewhere in there, but weren't Romans anyway known for taking on a lot of things from the people they captured? Like they, they yeah. were ever changing. They were always yeah. evolving. Um, Actually, it's cra- crazy, but if you actually go to the Vatican to this day, you can actually still find altars to Mars and all the gods. Oh, wow. They're still. Um, but even still, like, like I think my point in this is kind of we've started somewhere where you say it yeah. would be the, the Church of Acts, and we ended up in Catholicism, which, what is it, Peter was considered the first pope. So an apostle was there for the start of that. Mm-hmm. And that all stemmed from a pure belief yep. system. And somewhere down the line, we've lost a lot of this. And we've taken, uh, whether it's corruption or whatever has gone through the system that has made it what it is. But through disagreements and things like that, we've branched off into um, thousands of yeah. different churches and branched off of become basically subsidiaries of the churches that we started with and just branched off again and branched off again and branched off again where now we've got names that never existed originally. We, we started out as uh, followers of Christ, and now we've got thousands of names for what we can call ourselves, depending on where we go to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet we all hate each other. Yep. Like, that's the worst of it. <laughs> yeah. If you don't go to my church, obviously you're going to hell. You're not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that's the thought in a lot of the churches. That's what we're taught. Everybody is lost but us. Yep. Yeah. So I'm guessing you've never um that they don't teach um first Corinthians ten then. First Corinthians ten, what what verse? Um so it go go through the beginning of it and Paul says Moreover brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud all passed through D.C., all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spirit, rock, that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Yeah. So Paul there is saying, do not be scattered. Yeah. Because if you take a tree, what is the easiest part of the tree to break? Branches. The branches. Yep. Not the trunk. Yep. No. So, you know, Paul is teaching this. And you look and see us now. We would see us scattered all over. So we are easier to break. Yeah. No. And I think that's been a thing that I've really been going through on a journey through. Because I see all these things, and I'm like, okay, 
whale did you branch off at? Yeah. Now what what caused this? Okay, so to t- a, take place. A question then into that: How do we find our way back to the trunk? What what sell the trunk is Christ? I know, but how do we then find our way back? Because we like like we've been talking about, we've taken so many different paths. So for for um, from where I came from, for them to find their way back would look different than for somebody else. Yeah. So how how would we come up with a way that all people would find what's right? Like so many people say that our belief is wrong, we say their belief is wrong. You know, we go back and forth. This is a daily struggle. Like, this kind of goes to mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Like, this is, to me, the biggest daily struggle. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we have the temptations and the sins of daily life. But a lot of that stuff I feel I'm free from. Yeah. But my biggest one is oftentimes conflict. Yeah. On here, I'm not as vocal as I would be to somebody speaking to me one-on-one because we can go back and forth. Yeah. It, it's like when you text somebody. There's no emotion, nothing in it. You don't really know what they're getting out of what you're saying. And it's kind of the same way here. You know, comments only go so far. Yeah. Um, it, it's not exactly like somebody's here to, to go back and forth where we can debate this and, and in, in a healthy way discuss it. Yeah. So how then do we reach out to other people to find something? Because I know I, like a good example for me is when this group started originally, we had a uh, is four originals would have been Herman, Jakey, Abe, me. That was like the initial startup. And then there was Isaac came in and then we had Rudy and Jakey. Oh, no, Jakey was with us originally, but Rudy was there and there was more. Like, like it, it became a consistent group of people that showed up. And then we would have guys come and go. And a lot of them were coming out of uh, a lot of deep tradition. And a lot of it was where we grew up in the, in the Mennonite community. And some of them are like, I guarantee you, they come up there and they would listen to us and be like, man, these guys are full of crap. And they'd show up once and be like, oh, we're done. We're done. And I remember one. I remember very specifically one night uh, we we were going to, I think, end with a little bit of worship session there at Herman Shop. And we had a couple of guys there and we were going to do communion. And one of the things we did was we didn't necessarily cater to individual needs. We We had a common belief that we were all going with and we would never force it on anybody. So it was one of those things. It was optional. If you wanted to partake in in communion with the rest of us, good. If you didn't want to, you didn't have to, but there was guys that were there that that was kind of it. They never showed up again. They kind of sat back and uh, reluctantly participated, even though it was never forced. It was never even really suggested like, Hey, you ought to do this. We would never do nothing like that. But that was kind of the end of them ever even showing up. And so many people that I feel like we we weren't intentionally trying to hurt anybody. We weren't, you know, we, we were struggling to learn for ourselves coming out of what we were taught. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the strides that we were making, which it was like leaps and bounds off out of the traditions that we grew up in into what we yeah. were growing into, into what has become this. And even to this day, you know, we're going to deal with people that don't like it. Yeah. And so be it. I mean, yeah. I, I really don't care if somebody, somebody doesn't like me, you know, for, for what I believe, so be it. It, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that, no. but we strive to to, I guess, kind of be a light in a dark world. Mm-hmm. There's oh, enough yeah. darkness. We don't need to add to it. So when we sit here and hate on each other, and we sit here and just constantly badmouth the next person because of something they believe a little differently than we do, yeah, we should be a light. But the, 
you're not a light if you're constantly just condemning somebody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even if, if let's say what me and you, for example, Simon, like let, let's say we're way off, 180. If, if I'm right or I feel like I'm right, you feel like you're right, if I tell you you're wrong, how much are you going to want to hear what I have to say? Nothing. Exactly, because it, it's going to be one of those things like it's going to bother you and mm-hmm. you're going to be like, no, all he's doing is picking on me. That's not the goal. Yeah. The goal is to to kind of be an example to to see the difference that I make in my own life whether with my family or with people that you see me um interact with on a daily basis mm-hmm. that that will speak far louder than any word I can ever say. Yeah. So if I'm a jerk and a customer walks into the shop and you see me every day deal with people and I start cussing somebody out, what's that what kind of uh what what's that going to make you think? Peter's a dick. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you're gonna think, right? Like that. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. That's not the Peter I know. Exactly, and that's exactly the the point is, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that because what kind of example would I be if I'm in charge and I act like that? Who's gonna want to work there? Not me. Exactly. Oh. So oh, well, if Peter does it, that means I can do it too. And that oh. that's he, and that opens a whole new can of worms into doing what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm can't hurt a man's feelings if he lives a crucified life. Can't hurt a man's feelings. Yeah. 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 That, uh, to me, that, that kind of goes to what we were yeah. talking about earlier about uh, uh, deny your flesh. Yeah, I, I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, that goes to that. Yeah. That's good, Vinny. No, yeah, no. that's really good because yeah. that really suits it. So I've got a mind game. Okay. Oof. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... What is a scary movie? What what what's up? Like you need an example of one, or what do you mean? What makes a scary movie scary? Like from our own perspective, like what makes like what makes it scary for us? Yeah, like our differences. Yeah, yeah. mine would probably be the music. Well, I, I don't know because I don't think I don't think that applies anymore. <laughs> Creepy music in the background. Like, I'm trying. Yes. To, I'm trying to think about it now. When uh, before I was saved, I would watch movies like I don't know if you guys remember House on Haunted Hill. No. That's kind of demonic. Cabin in yeah. the Woods. No, nah, that one never did, did nothing to me. No. But some of those like there was some things that that were borderline real, and and usually it was something slightly demonic. I've always had kind of a fear of that, but I've always been intrigued by it because I think the supernatural kind of plagued me in a way even before I was saved. Like mm-hmm. I knew there was there, yeah. I knew God was there. I think to a point I didn't care. Yeah. And maybe it was I, was I was far enough down the path the wrong way that I was kind of like, he's there. I'm going to suffer for it anyway, so I'm going to have fun doing it. I walked yeah. through a Yeah, like for me, like two. Once. That was no good. Was, yeah, but things like that, like that was one of those. It was scary, exciting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like you you like that. You like that. You, you like the feeling that it gave you like when you're watching. Not really that. I like the feeling, but I, it was intriguing. I did. I did yeah. like yeah. every time there was like a scene, like a dark room, and I'm just like, oh, what's going to happen now? Yeah, yeah. And yet I'm just like, ooh. But, but now, it's, like, I, I think it was even then, it was the demonic that scared me. Mm-hmm. But like now going back, thinking about that, if I was to watch one of those movies, I'd probably get a kick out of it. Yeah. Because there, there's no, it has no tie, it has no effect on me. It has no hold over me anymore. Yep. Because I remember even uh, right after being married, sometimes waking up, and and this is one of the things I, I didn't even talk about it to my wife or to anybody. It was it was kind of my own my own kind of burden to carry. Mm-hmm. I would wake up in the middle of the night, and sometimes in sweats, like freaking out, like if there was somebody in the house. I still and, do that sometimes. Oh, really? Uh huh. See, I don't anymore. Yeah. I did, 
And I, I'm I'm one of those people. I'm like very you know pro Second Amendment. You hurt my family. I you, I hurt you. Yeah. And first thing that would happen, I for some reason always felt like there was somebody there. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I know there was somebody there. It's like one of those. But it wasn't. Well, go ahead. It's like one of those dark stair moments when you're walking up the stairs. Mm. And the basement's dark. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh crap! I gotta no, run. No, kind of no. one of those instances. Exactly. <laughs> run. But like there was somebody there, but it was the devil, and yeah. I I let him have enough authority. That I was in fear in my own house with my family, and I was scared that something would happen. So I would get up, make sure I knew, because I know where every gun is, mm-hmm. and and you know I knew where I was going. So, and I would check the entire house. Like I would literally start on one end of the house. I would make my way through the entire house if it took me 10, 15 minutes, and then after I knew everything was good, I would go back to bed. Yeah, yeah. And I would, would live in that better? in that paranoia. Yeah. yeah, a little bit because I checked yeah. everything. Yeah. But the thing is. That kind of haunting that you're watched is still there. Like even mm-hmm. when you knew there was nobody there, now going back to it, it's like I knew who was there, but I wasn't prepared to deal with it because growing up, I wasn't taught that. Right. I, I heard yeah. uh, years later uh, Lester Summerall speak on, on on that on the on you know the demons and stuff that live inside your home. I heard uh, uh, Pastor and, uh, Andrew Womack at Cares Bible College talk about mm-hmm. he would uh, one of his kids would wake up in the middle of the night crying all the time. And he eventually, I guess, had a cassette tape or something. Uh, and it, maybe I'm wrong on who it was. I just remember the story. They had a cassette Bible. So they would just play it as their kids would go to sleep. And, you know, the word itself is strong enough to drive away drive away demons. So they, they would play that through the house, and they would sleep in peace. And you can go back as far as, like, Smith Wigglesworth. You know, Smith yeah. Wigglesworth, there's, there's a story in uh, one of his books where he talks about he woke up in the middle of the night, and he saw somebody at the foot of his bed. So he took a light and shined it to the edge of the bed, and it was the devil. And he goes, oh, it's just you. <laughs> yeah. You know, things like that, that, like, back then, I would have sat there and thought, man, that's bull crap. You, you know, I, I honestly think at that time, I would have thought the devil had enough pull that there's no way you could disrespect him like that. Right. Because yeah. he would get you. Oh, it's just you. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, now I know that. But, you know, it, it, it's learning from where I came from to where I am now and, and being willing to give up most of the traditions I grew up with, the, the stuff that I was taught, like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you have to do this. That was all bull crap. Yeah. And now seeing that, I, I live in peace. Like, yeah. now when I wake up and I think something like that, that's very simple. I'll get up, I'll go far enough out of the room that I don't want to wake my wife up. You give me 10, 15 seconds to pray, and we go back to bed in peace. Yeah. And I, I don't live in that. I don't live in that mm-hmm. fear because there's no reason to because he has no authority. Yep. And because the authority has been taken away because we have that power through Jesus to take away that authority from the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so where, where were you going with this mind game? Okay. So how do I scare you? So I scare you. By I I begin and I get you into a comfortable situation that you know well. Okay. And then I ease you into that. But then I start to introduce a thing that's just at the corner of your eye to get your imagination to start. And then, at a, at a very unexpected time, 
I bring it into complete view, mm-hmm. and it's a the the zombie or monster or something demonic. Okay. Right. Every time, almost every time, somebody in encounters an angel in the Bible, what took place? They were scaled. Yeah. Because it broke their sense of what they thought was normal. Yep. It it broke what they knew. Yep. No. And that's the thing is when you go to a new place and guys are speaking about things that, oh, I've never really heard that thing before. It's scary because it breaks what you know. Mm -hmm. And, but the key is feel is a lie. Yep. You know, and see, that, 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 that is the thing is you've got the key. Yeah. And you understand what's trying to scare you. Yep. No. And the, that's what, what, that's why you get that j- j- jump scale. But if I play a scary movie for three hours and you completely know what that is, it doesn't scare you anymore. Yep. Now that that is the the trick is you're scared of the unknown, and I can scare you just a bit by by something that breaks your sense of normal. No, and the thing is, is we do not apply that to other parts of our lots lives. It's like, oh, I may be going through my day, but I need to be open. Yeah, There may be a thing that I'm called to do that I've never done before in my life. Yeah, And it may not be a thing that is that I can know. No, that's that's the thing is when you've got the spirit, it knows. And that's why the Bible says do not lean on your own understanding. It says to lean on God. No, because God knows that thing that is trying to scare you. Yeah. And you need need to know the feel is a lie, and you need to believe yeah. God. I like that because that that kind of uh, I guess verifies to me like where where I started versus where I am. Because you guys, guys, how much does it take to scare me? <laughs> oh, it it, it, yeah, yeah. it takes a bit. it takes a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I don't spook that easy. Yeah, but used to I, I think I would have. But yeah. anyway, um, I kind of like you know the way you explain some of that, it really, it makes, it opens up a lot to, to kind of what I've been talking about, like, like where I came from looking back now at the people that are still living in, in that exact same lifestyle and those traditions. Why is 
some of the stuff that we say, why does that seem, why, why is it taken so harshly? Because of that, they have a normal and you introduce something into that normal and you, you kind of stir the pot, mm -hmm. you scare them a little bit. Yeah. Like this is one, uh, me and me and Herman had this talk a couple of times about a uh, poverty mindset. You know, it's, it's, it's a normal thing. Um, I think we often take for granted, uh, I know some of you guys are new to West Texas, but the way we live here, you know, you, you see teenagers driving big trucks. You know what I mean? Like nice trucks. It, it's a thing. No. The, the mindset here is there. there's, I'm trying to think of a way to explain this. There's a mindset of kind of like a wealth in this yeah. area. And a lot of it is there is money because of oil field, you know, the petroleum industry and things like that and agricultural. There is a lot here. But when you go to other parts of the country, you go to other parts of even Texas, you see places where it's not that the money's not there, but the the way they live is kind of with this, this uh, poor mentality. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing when you when you tell somebody – um, I struggled this with, with this for a long time. Uh, when you let, let, let's go like to tithing for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I started streaming, uh, lifestyle Christianity for a long time. Uh, I, I was a big fan of, of some of the stuff they preached. And, um, I know a lot of people hate, hate the church or, or strongly dislike maybe lifestyle Christianity, but I was always a really big fan. I really enjoyed the preaching. I, I enjoyed the worship. I just, I enjoyed the, the, the way Todd White delivered the messages, and it's not for everybody, but there was a time in my life where that was for me. I learned so much through that. And they had this saying there, if you have a need, plant a seed. Yeah. If you just barely had enough money to pay one bill and you had three bills, donate that money and see if God doesn't give back what you need. Rely all on God and, and he'll, he'll deliver for you. And I can honestly say that I can think back to times where um, at home, we, we were kind of struggling. We were trying to get out of, out of debt that had accumulated through the years and things like that. And we, uh, there was times where, you know, even giving 10% seemed like that was going to be kind of hard. We weren't really going to, we weren't going to have enough if we went through that. But when, when you actually do it and you do it for the right reasons, like try to outgive God, you can't do it. No, it, it, it's not physically possible, but that was a thing. You live in that mentality where, Man, we're barely making enough, and if we're not careful, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to pull through this week. We have to wait till next week. We have to do this, and it's, it's excuses because you're scared. Yeah, because it's a new thought to say, let's just give it to him and see what he does. You know, it goes to what you said. Rely on him. Don't yeah. rely on your own understanding. If you rely on your understanding, the numbers won't add up. But when you rely on his understanding, his numbers don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I've gone through so many things in my own life now that I look back and I go, how in the heck did I get through all that? No, um, I got a time that I was doing 18 hours in school and I got a full-time job. Yeah. I, I mean, I was soaking like crazy and I got um I got just all the sudden rescheduled in my job and I didn't say yo um I can't do this because I didn't look at the schedule mm -hmm. and 
my schedule was so crazy that I would need to be up for three days straight. Oh, wow. Nonstop to do all of it. And I, and I literally did that. And I can um, recall because I had a math final on the third day. Okay. And I remember walking into the classroom. I sat down and I picked up my pencil and I go blank. (laughs) That's a scary thought. (laughs) Yes. And the next thing that I remember was two days after that. Wow. And I got an A on that. Oh, wow. I'm like, how the hell? No. But, you know, at that time, I was really pushing the God. No, I was doing basically what you two guys did when you began the the, group. I said... I'm all in, and yep. I am going to go th- through this to know God, because I just want to know Him. Yep. That's it. No. And, no, I tr- truly believe that God, like, <laughs> really, I w- w- wouldn't say took control, but, like... <laughs> Yeah, and that's kind of like I was sitting here right away. Verse pops into my head, and I had to had to find it right away. So I'm gonna go to the just the ASV. Um, it is First Corinthians ten thirteen. So we were almost there earlier when we were reading. Yeah. But in the ASV, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as man can bear. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So yeah. even even you know in, in here it's using the word temptation, but even in 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 just your daily struggles, yeah, he will never put a burden or a struggle in front of you that there's not a way out through him. So yeah. even in that right there, like if you're you'd you push through and you're faithful to the end, he's gonna give you an open door, yeah, no matter what. And I think often we take that for granted and we look for a door that's not there and we don't ever ask him. So there there's always an out. Yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. we just we just decide, you know, we're big enough to handle it and we end up failing epically. Yeah. And then we blame him. Yep. And that that's another like that, that'd be a whole nother subject that we could go into, but I know we're already getting close where we need to shut down, but that that in itself would be, you know, you could go on for a full day, maybe more on oh, yeah. how many times, you know, you you would feel like, you know, he let you down or he let me down, you know, and it, it's it's he never did. You know, it's, it's just, it's really awesome. He's, he's never let us down, never will. He's always there. No matter which way we turn, he's there with us, no matter what he's holding us up. Yeah. You know, so many times we try to hold each other up or hold ourselves up when we don't have that kind of power. Like you said earlier with that pen, at some point in time, you let go and drop that pen and that pen is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and to him, he's holding the entire world. Why? Why do we need to try to hold any of it? Yeah. Yep. So I think to, uh, fifth, finish this out i'll give you the last piece of the mind game okay 
So, how would I go about keep keeping you in a jail cell that's got no balls? I have no idea. I make you scared of everything that's outside of that cell. I can see that. Keep you locked in your box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, things that you don't know, they can seem scary. Yeah. But often times when you actually push into them, they're not. No. Mm-hmm. That's and really good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that one. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a good lesson learned. I, I, I think even for myself, I, I can walk out of this one with something new. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, cool. it, it's, a, it's good knowledge to know, you know, we're not the only ones that, de- that deal with this. And that box exists for all of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I, I don't scare as easy as I did. I learned a long time, you know, and it took a long time w- w- to learn what I did. But even even at that, there's always going to be something that gets you. And like you said, if, if that box, if you're inside that box, everything around you is scaring you, you will keep the gate shut and you will set yourself in there without anyone having to tell you to stay. Yep. If you open that door and sometimes it might suck a little bit, it might even hurt a little bit. But if you're willing to step out in faith and trust that God's got you and he's going to hold it, not you holding it, Give it all to him, and through him, you can walk through that fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. Picasso. Anybody opposed? No. <laughs> no. 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 All no. in favor. We're all in I. favor. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to agree? Yeah. yeah. I think so. That's boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's boring. Awesome. That yeah. might open a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. Also, in the comments, go, ne- next week. Next week, Herman will be back, so oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get a or little will he. I'll get a little opposition. <laughs> I miss a little opposition. <laughs> but... All right. Well, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.